0: Welcome, everybody. Filibuster Freestyle, and we present F1 Feast, a.k.a. Formula One Feast. It's a show in which we typically eat our way through planet Earth via the F1 race circuit. This is the second race of the season, Saudi Arabia. This is the first year we're doing it, so this was going to be our second race doing it. More on that after the theme song, because we're making a pivot for this, for this race and this podcast only, and there's a justifiable reason why we're doing so. Again, going to get to that after the theme song. Before we get to the theme song, let me tell you about my friend's drilling threes, at drilling threes on Instagram. That's the word drilling, the word threes, T-H-R-E-E-S, at drilling threes on Instagram, America's America's favorite party band, easy for me to say, back in business, had a huge show in Massachusetts on March 4th, Hundreds of people there, sell out, super successful. Sold a ton of merch, which was uh, designed by Pop Sketch Designs. And you can follow them on Instagram at Pop Sketch Designs. Like you can follow Drilling Threes on Instagram at Drilling Threes. We have Boston Celtics themed at Drilling Three, well, Drilling Threes gear on Pop Sketch Designs right now. So you go to their Etsy store, Etsy.com/slash/shop/slash/Pop Sketch Designs. Or you can go to at Drilling Threes or at Sketch Designs and find the link to get it done. All right, let's bring in the theme song. Also want to give a shout-out to The Runhouse for selling our merch at The Drilling Threes show. Big, big shout-out to The Runhouse as well. I believe their Instagram is at The Runhouse Walpole. Anyway, I'm throwing out shout-outs, but that's an unofficial sponsor of the week. But official sponsors, Drilling Threes, Pop Sketch Designs. Please give them a look. Make sure you tell them the Filibuster Freestyle sent you. Here comes the theme song, and we get real, real hot take action coming in about our reactions to Saudi Arabia after this theme song. By the way, reactions to the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix, not in the country as a whole. Big point of clarification there. Filibuster, Filibuster Freestyle. Filibuster Freestyle. Filibuster, 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 freestyle, mm-hmm. it's the filibuster, freestyle, mm-hmm. filibuster, freestyle. Mm-hmm. All right, so we were going to do what we did for the Bahrain Grand Prix, which we were going to find some food that was either literally or very closely adjacent to the cuisine of the country hosting the race. When we did that, for Bahrain, we were able to find some biryani, we were able to put some dingo widowmaker hot sauce on it, and whether you liked the pot or not, we followed the plan. We had a place picked out to get some Saudi Arabian-themed food delivered to the house today. We were going to, once again, probably slather it in hot sauce. But then something happened, which was, F1's going to F1, and... Fernando Alonso came in third place in the race, but there was a question about had he improperly served a five second penalty during a pit stop. He was, he finished third. He was on the podium. It was taken away from him. And then after his team protested, it was taken away from George Russell, who got the third place with Alonzo's penalty, and then Alonzo was back in third place again. So Alonso won the podium, got it taken away in terms of third place, and then was reinstated to third place after his team complained. I want to get more into that. But if we're going to do some shenanigans at the race, which F1 is known for, then I call the right to just call them out and not have to worry about eating food and doing it. And that's what's happening right now. Because Alonzo is on this Aston Martin team. This Aston Martin team, which was in seventh place last year, got a cost cap violation for the 2021 season. Red Bull also got one. So the team has been caught cheating before relative to, quote, financial doping, you know, spending too much money. They made the biggest improvement because their car is clearly the second fastest on the grid right now through two races. Um... They jumped over the entire midfield and now they are actually looking like they're better than Mercedes and Ferrari who are not at the top of their respective games but still. So something I think is very fishy with Aston Martin but Aston Martin's team is called the Aston Martin Aramco Cognizant Racing Team. Aramco is owned by Saudi Arabia. It's one of the largest companies on the planet. The Saudi Arabian Grand Prix Is sponsored by Aramco. So I find it incredibly sketchy is the word when a driver for the team that is basically owned by the same company that owns and sponsors the race in the country that owns and sponsors the race and the company and the team gets to improperly serve a penalty, get it taken away, and then say, oh, wait, here's some... Fine print. And then magically, eight hours later, they get it back. I just think it's wildly obvious favoritism. It borders on the favoritism we saw in different ways at the end of the 21 season in which Red Bull was able to lobby for a rule change, which resulted in Michael Massey, the race director, getting fired, but also resulted in Max essentially with an asterisk at the very least winning the 2021 Drivers' Championship from Lewis on the final lap. So it's not like F1 is immune to this kind of thing, but I'm not going to follow my own format if F1's not going to follow their own format. I don't know. I'm just mad about it. I just think it's, it's, it's you're at an all-time high for popularity of your sport and you're doing WWE, WWF wrestling moves. It's feeling very scripted. It's feeling very sports entertainment versus sports that happens to be entertaining. So screw that. And again, I, I got zero love for this Aston Martin team. And I'm not like, I love Cinderella stories. Like, I would love if the Williams team was doing this. I would love if Haas was doing this. In theory, I should love that Aston Martin's doing this. But I don't like their owner. I don't like, well, there's a lot I could say about some of their sponsors. I'm not going to. I've already kind of Tip my hand on that, relative to the sponsor of the race, the sponsor of the team, the country the race was in. But I'm, I'm not getting behind. It's not a Cinderella story when you're caught cheating in terms of spending too much money like Red Bull was. You're not Cinderella. You are the evil stepsisters. So let's get into the race. I will say this. Fernando Alonso did drive great. He did, in theory, win his 100th podium though had it taken away and reinstated. Until he had it reinstated, as bad as Mercedes' season has been, if Fernando had not been able to get back into third place there, Mercedes would be second place in the constructors as poorly as their car is, as much drama is coming out of their camp but needing to completely change their car. Now... Because Fernando was reinstated at third place, that means George Russell was fourth and Lewis was fifth, and last week Lewis was fourth, and I think George was – sorry, Lewis was fifth and George was seventh. You know, Lewis has been top five both races. George has been top seven both races, including a fourth questionable third. So Mercedes is running what seems to be a top five-ish car, top six-ish cars. Uh, So really, no, sorry, well, a top three car because they're they're basically finishing – 4567 in that range the first two races despite being in a place where they're trying to scrap their entire model which they should by the way we all know that Mercedes though they technically are in third place are tied on points after two races with Aston Martin Aston Martin I think it's think the nod because they have two podiums to Mercedes zero but again if that wasn't reinstated it would be one podium each and the points would be shifted a little bit. But Mercedes is actually right in the mix to fight for second place in this thing, despite having the obviously slower car, because Aston Martin has a wonderful veteran driver in Fernando Alonso. But they also have a billionaire son in Lance Stroll as their other driver. And now Lance Stroll is, by all accounts, the best of the billionaire sons, the best of the pay drivers. In fact, you know, he... he He's coming back from an injury. He did a really good job to get, I believe, sixth place in Bahrain. Two weeks later, his car his car conks out. But he also was getting passed by certain people that Alonso was not getting passed by. So I think George and Lewis, George Russell, Lewis Hamilton, and Mercedes are a better tandem than the Aston Martin tandem of Stroll and Fernando Alonso. However that Aston Martin car is clearly better and faster than the Mercedes as of right now. But I got to tip my captain Mercedes because as bad as it's going, again, they are tied for second in the constructors. And Ferrari, who last year had the top car and just didn't have reliability, seems to once again have not have reliability, but also it seems like their cars taking a step backwards. And they're, they're in flux. We'll get into it. But again, the two cost cap violators from 21 and we'll see if anybody violated the cost cap in 22 because these things come out late have the two fastest cars it just seems a little wwf to me a little problematic to me all right let's give checo perez major tip of the cap checo started on pole i believe he did give it up to alonso uh, he did he gave it up to alonso to start the race checo's teammate max verstappen the current world champion, defending world champion, had to start in 15th place due to a drive shaft problem. The only person Max could not catch from 15th place was his teammate, Checo Perez, and even that got a little dicey for Checo. But Checo is the master of the street circuits. It's his fifth Grand Prix career win. Red Bull went 1-2. But I'll tell you what, if people want to see drama this year, and they want to see it involve the championship chase. It's not going to happen in the constructors because it appears Red Bull is going to run away with that. They've been 1-2 in both races. But the flip of it is, Red Bull's drivers alternated who was 1 and who was 2 in those first two races. Max did get the fastest lap yesterday after Checo had it. Max was very concerned about getting it. So Max technically has one more point than Checo, and Max is still leading. But if we're going to have any drama... In terms of the very top of the grid this year, it's going to be potentially or sorry, the only potential for it is with Red Bull on Red Bull violence Max versus checo now i don't think I certainly don't think Checo is the every week driver that Max is, but he's the only guy with the car close to Max, and if Max has problems like he did with qualifying relative to anything bad luck um, bad equipment, whatever if Checo can and have really, really good luck and take his spot, and you'll know, pick his spots. There could, in theory, be a battle here. I don't think there's gonna be, but that's our only chance. Our only chance for a driver's championship battle is between the two Rebel teammates. And the only chance for a who's gonna come in second and third seems to be between Fernando Alonso, who's coming third twice now, and likely Checo Perez, who just isn't the driver that Max is, but has a much better car than Alonso does. Interestingly enough, lap 49. My notes, Checo still leads, lap 50, Checo still leads and has the fastest lap. It's a two-point swing if he keeps that, and if Max gets it, it goes the other way. So Checo is racing and asking pit wall, do I have fastest lap? They said yes. Max is asking do I have fastest lap? What do I need for fastest lap? Rebel Bull pit Wall says, we're not concerned about fastest lap right now. And Max said, I am concerned about fastest lap. So again, this is Max's team, and Max is going to be damned if Checo wins races. Um, I think it sets up for some potential friendly fire fireworks. Say that five times fast. We'll take it, though. All right, let's go back to the beginning of the race now, because those were kind of the headlines. But I also think the Mercedes did really well. Maybe a little bit more on that as we go. But race started, again, Fernando off to a great start, but he actually was, he had a grid penalty to start. He was not properly in his spot. So while he took the lead, like I said a minute ago, Checo winds up getting to overtake him. All right, a couple of interesting things strategy-wise here. Uh, Lewis Hamilton was one of two drivers to start the race on hard tires, and he was in seventh place. Charles Leclerc Ferrari was one of the two drivers to start the race on soft tires. He had to start in 12th place. Leclerc, qualified second, had to take a 10-place grid penalty because his car's already on its like third diffuser of the year, which is ridiculous. So 16 of the 20 drivers all started on mediums, and Pirelli predicted a one-stop race sans safety cars. We did get a safety car. We did get a one-stop race. Tire strategy worked out pretty good by the end of the day for Hamilton. Um, He didn't love his hard tires at the beginning of the race, but... Him going from hard to medium allowed him to kind of get the most out of that Mercedes because they had the least tire degradation. Degradation? Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Lance Stroll quickly overtook Carlos Sainz on the first two laps or so. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Sainz is overrated. I liked Sainz. I thought last year he had some really good fortune, relatively, because he was in a Ferrari, compared to Charles Leclerc, who had some really bad fortune, especially in a Ferrari, and it kind of made it look closer than it was. Charles Leclerc is a much faster driver than Carlos Sainz. And I'm prepared to say that. The fact that Stroll can overtake Sainz, and some of the things I'll talk about in a bit here. Um, that proves to me that Charles Leclerc is a better driver. And I think because later in the notes here, it'll say that Leclerc actually passed Stroll. Leclerc made his way through the grid pretty darn good. Signs was a little bit more uh, pedestrian. I think Signs and Stroll are both very pedestrian compared to the other drivers in their lineups. And Stroll just was a better car this year. So Max has moved up four spots within the first five laps. The Red Bull is absolutely dominant. By lap nine, Max is already in 10th place from 15th. Checo's in first place. Ferrari needs... To, I got to just talk about my man Charles Leclerc because I mentioned him a second ago. Talk about Max. Max is absolutely prioritized by Red Bull, even if Checo was able to get a win today. Ferrari needs to overtly prioritize Charles Leclerc the way Red Bull does Max. It just has to happen. He's better than Carlos Sainz. Sainz had better luck, and Ferrari needs to find a way to manufacture that luck and Mojo to the guy who has the chops to actually be a top three driver because Carlos Sainz doesn't have it. And I like Carlos Sainz. Russell did a really good job of holding off Stroll. Sainz did not do a good job of holding off Stroll. If, I, if you put Russell in an Aston Martin, Russell probably wins that race. I think Russell's that good. I think Russell's better than Alonzo is right now. Um, though Alonzo is 42 years old and Alonzo is in the Aston Martin, I think Russell's really good. I mean, he's arguably as good as Lewis, their teammates, and they kind of have been neck and neck for a year plus now. I think Russell's probably better than Checo Perez. I think Hamilton and Leclerc and Russell are the only guys in my mind who can drive with Max in an equal car. Some would say, well, what about Lando? I mean, Lando, prove it, dude. And I know the car stinks right now at McLaren, but I'm not ready to put Lando there um, based on. Russell and a Williams, Russell and a Mercedes, I think Russell has his chops, you know, clearly, and Alonso too, by the way, I didn't say Alonso, but Hamilton, Leclerc, I mean, Hamilton speaks for himself, Alonso speaks for himself, multi-time world champions in Max's class, I think Leclerc has those chops, I really do, I think he's on the wrong team, I feel bad for the guy, so by lap 12, Max is already in eighth. This is what I'm talking about. The Rebel is so dominant that he can start in 15th place and eight laps into a 50 lap race. Not even 20% in the race. My man's already in eighth place. Some pit stop stuff happens. Stroll pitted when signs was supposed to. signs actually pits later. He comes out ahead of Stroll for an overcut. Pierre Gasly pits in lap 15. All the pitting starts basically. And then the yellow flag comes out. And the yellow flag really helps Fernando Alonso. And again, I'm not saying it's fishy, but the way that Stroll parked his car, just the tip of his rear wing was over into the track space, which means GPS required that they send out a team to clear the car, even though it didn't need it. And that meant that Alonso could pit and serve his five-second penalty, which, by the way, was... Potentially served incorrectly which we already talked about doesn't matter they took it back they took back the take back but Alonso got to pit for, five, for the five second penalty while everybody else was going slow think about how much further they'd all be down the track if they were going top speed for five seconds versus like one third speed for five seconds that's a huge difference considering that he only finished five seconds ahead not even right, maybe 5.1 seconds of George Russell so yeah, Aston Martin's got it going right now. Even when they have a car, do, do, not, do not finish. It's working out for their other guy. Okay, by lap 19, Max Verstappen's in fourth place. The safety car ends, lap 20. 30 laps remain. I wrote down, it seems like it's Max's to lose. Max did not quite get there on Checo, but he got really darn close. Okay, Hamilton passes Signs into fifth place. Leclerc is now behind Signs. Signs is the number two driver, guys. Stroll passes him in a better car. Uh, Lewis passes him in a worse car. The Mercedes is not as fast as the Ferrari. But Lewis gets by Signs because Signs is the number two driver. Max smokes past Alonso in a straight line a lap later. He's in second place by the halfway point of the race. He's 5.6 behind Checo at that point, And somehow Checo held on. Alexander Albon's car for Williams. He scored a point in last, you know, the last race out. He had to retire. Both Alpines, by lap 30, are in the points at 8th and 9th place. Both McLarens, their rival, are in 16th and 17th. McLaren is promising us a huge upgrade at Baku in Azerbaijan in about a month and a half. They better have one because they are garbage right now. Um, Valtteri Bottas basically had a rough day. It was in the 18th place. I think this is Bottas's last year. I said that in the preview show. I'm saying it again. Yuki Snoda was in uh, 10th place. He was holding tight. I believe he wound up finishing 11th or 12th, unfortunately. I uh, did not get the point. But his teammate, Nick DeVries, was in 15th. Yuki is definitely answering the call so far that he's the number one driver at AlphaTauri. So Alonso, third place, 10 seconds behind Max in second place on lap 34. At the time, before I knew the shenanigans were happening, I wrote that I might have to base the amount of bites of hot Saudi Arabian food I have to eat between the second- and third-place cars instead of the second- and first-place cars because the Red Bulls were only about four or five seconds from each other while you know it's a 13-second gap at lap 37 between third and second. The Red Bulls are so much better than the Aston Martin, and the Aston Martin is so much better, it appears, than the Mercedes and potentially the Ferrari. We just haven't seen Charles Leclerc get a fair shake yet. So Mercedes, at this point, oh sorry, Max is concerned about his drive shaft, and on lap forty, Checo also says he's having a long brake pedal issue. Well, both their issues didn't matter; they won two the thing. Mercedes was running four five, Ferrari was running six seven. I think it's good for Mercedes and bad for Ferrari that Mercedes is able to stay in front of the Ferraris because. I don't know, man. Like, Aston Martin isn't coming in fourth. Unless they have some mechanical issues or something else. So I think Mercedes has a worse design than Ferrari, but somehow their car is able to do better at Saudi Arabia. Alpines. Oh, Checo is getting, getting told to push because Max is pushing. And Checo said, guys, we really don't need to do this. And they said, you're free to push. So again, Checo is like, listen, I'm winning this race. Max is in second. No one's close. Are we really going to race this thing with 13 laps left, try to screw this thing up? And the answer was, yes, we are going to try to do that because this is Max's team. Checo held them up. Props to Checo. The Alpines stayed in eighth and ninth. Lando and Oscar Piastri, Lando Norris, I mentioned him earlier, McLaren, and Oscar Piastri, they're battling with each other for third to last place. Yo, I mean, McLaren's in a rough spot. Absolutely rough spot. I just said that. When you have your rookie battling your star boy to see who can come in 17th place just to get some good racing in, you miss real bad on that design. Um, All right, let's take a look at the finishers here. Let's take a look at the finishers here. Checo wins. Max second. Max gets fastest lap, like I said. Alonso third place on the track. It ends up being third place. George Russell fourth. Lewis Hamilton fifth. Now, Signs did stay ahead of Leclerc. They're in the same car. Signs sixth. Leclerc seventh. Esteban Ocon eighth. Peter Gasly ninth. They both drive for Alpine. Kevin Magnussen of Haas gets the tenth place. So you got to say for Haas first point of the season. Haas is definitely going to be like with Williams and McLaren, probably Alpha Romero, trying to ham an egg, a point here, a point there, three points here, three points there. Haas has got to feel really good. Alpine, after a really tough Barani Grand Prix, got to feel great about an 8-9, especially because I believe Ocon had, a, Ocon had like five like four penalties in Bahrain. Bahrain um, Ferrari can't feel good about a 6th and a 7th, but at least both cars finished. Mercedes has got to feel pretty darn good about a fourth and a fifth, mm-hmm. considering their car stinks and they, they, they admit it. And then Alonzo is an absolute X factor to be a top three driver this year. So my takeaways are I'm bummed out I didn't get to eat any Saudi Arabian food, but you know what? I'm a busy guy. If I can skip out and have an order of that food and go across the city to get it, because I think it's very fishy, the outcome of the race in terms of the penalty served, not served, served again, or vice versa, then I'm going to do it. So the F1 feast will be back with the Australian Grand Prix. I am toying with eating an entire bloomin' onion from Outback Steakhouse. I understand there are other ways to go, like potentially a Vegemite sandwich, a la Men at Work, but the bloomin' onion seems like a real Herculean terrible idea, especially if we put some hot sauce on it, that dingo Whittemaker from Australia, I believe, could be baller. Anyway, Filibuster Freestyle presents F1 Feast, filibusterfreestyle.com, at freestyle on Twitter and on Instagram. Give us a follow, give us a like, give us a rating, give us a review, anywhere you get your podcasts, including Good Pods, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Good Pods. Like I said, wherever you get your pods. F1 Feast, Saudi Arabia. We will see you to recap Australia, unless anything big pops off in the F1 world before that.